RetroRebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Amanda, and today I'm joined by special repeat guest host, Steve. Welcome back, yo, Steve. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> So uh, just a quick note for all the listeners, we're trying a new format change. Previously, we would have had about hour-long episodes, 45 minutes to an hour. Now we're going to try to get shorter, bite-sized, 20 to 30-minute episodes knocked out for you guys every week so that you can listen to it maybe in a more convenient um, setting. And so let us know what you think in the comments about this new format. It is going to mean that we post uh, multiple parts, um, but it'll let us release shorter reactions about trending news topics and things like that, too. But as always, before we kick off with the best PS4 games of all time, which is an excellent title for an episode, just quickly, what are we playing, Steve? I'm playing a game called War Tales. It's on Steam. Uh, it's really cool. It, think about XCOM, you know, turn-based, on a grid type combat, but it's medieval. Totally medieval society. It all surrounds uh, feeding your soldiers and making sure they're paid and stuff. It's cool if you like micromanagement strategy and really hard games. It's tough. Excellent. Uh, I'm playing Shifty Stones. It's a tile-based matching game on Board Game Arena. It's a multiplayer where you try to, like complete patterns of different tiles but the board's always moving because when it's not your turn they're moving and flipping tiles too so you have to think a couple moves in advance very fun um Mm. all right so in our brand new format we will be getting right straight to the topic so for today we're talking about the best ps4 games of all time and this time steve super fan steve has curated his own list that we'll be covering now i will caveat that by saying i do not nor have i ever owned a ps4 I have watched them played. I have a partner who has a PS4, but I don't personally have one. So Steve is here to explain why these are on the list and why you guys should try them out. And we're kicking right off uh, with exclusives only. Although if they transfer to multi-platform in the future, that's okay. Um, And we are allowing PS3 or two titles who got a remaster or a significant improvement on the PS4. However, if it's just a straight port, no. Um, so kicking that off with a game I know did very well on the PS4, that is Death Stranding with my big mate from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, Death Stranding. What a great game. Hideo Kojima at his best. He ain't got Konami to hold him back on this one. And it shows, it, it is, it, there is no description you can give to Death Stranding other than it. it is a very unique walking simulator. Because that's it, that's all you do in the game is you just walk around. You walk around and you deliver stuff. It is it is epic sci-fi, really futuristic, weird, wacky DoorDash game, basically. I, I can't explain it at all. All, all the actors, there's a lot of mainstream actors in it. Guillermo del Toro's in it. Um, guy from Mr. Walking Dead is in it. I can't, I can't remember his name. God, forgive me. Oh, Lord. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> the, the guy from The Walking well, Dead is the main Holly character. Is 
she spoke about this and she said that like the baby gives you like special powers and the ability to like see where the the creatures are in the environment. And that makes it quite an unusual symbiotic relationship between you and the, and the infant that you carry around. A lot of weird baby imagery, yeah, but mechanics-wise, yeah, when when baby cries, there's monsters around. You can't see them, but baby can, so you kind of have to navigate. So you just walk. You just walk over cliffs. You have to hold the buttons. Like It's like Quop. If you ever played Quop way back in the day, old Flash game, where you have to press one specific button for one specific muscle in the body, and it's the same with this. You have to like balance your dude as he walks. You have to really concentrate hard, but then these monsters show up and, may, and provide an additional challenge. You can't see them, and you can't dispatch them that easy, and it's more about sneaking around them. It is, it is okay. weird and wacky. If you haven't played Death Stranding, oh my god, it is, it is a very weird experience, <laughs> very artistic. Shout-outs to the music, Low Raw, that one band doing a great job. Amazing, great yeah. love that. Fantastic. Um, it, I know from you know, firsthand talking to other guest hosts that have been on that this is you know for sure an amazing PS4 title and oh, a very yeah. unique storytelling experience. Um, the next one, however, yeah. our regular it, guest host, uh, Stacy is absolutely obsessed with this title, and that is Bloodborne for the PS4. Um, tell us why this is on your list, Steve. Oh my lord, Bloodborne. So, really good exclusive. A lot of people have been crying out for this to come out on PC. I don't think it ever will, or I'm not sure if it has, but I don't think it ever will. It, it, it's another Souls game. Uh, it's made by FromSoft. Uh, good old Miyazaki's back um, with a Victorian horror type set in you know, werewolves and vampires and that sort of thing. Um, but there's a lot of Eldritch Cthulhu elements to it as well. But it, down down to it, it's a Souls game. plays exactly like Dark Souls, except there's no shields. You can't block. Instead of blocking, uh, you have a gun where your shield should be. And it's more about dodging and being aggressive rather than uh, Dark Souls slow and clunky. You block and like stop. I like Dark Souls slow and clunky. That's not a criticism. But Bloodborne, um, oh my god. It is it is probably the, the hardest Souls game there is next to Demon Souls. Um, I'm talking OG Demon Souls, not the remake, but uh, it it is really tough. It's fast paced. There's werewolves. It's Eldritch Cthulhu, and the story absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. Just like a Souls game should. <laughs> Fantastic. As every Souls game should. Well, oh, yeah. um, regular host Tom is often talking about his journeys with Elden Ring at the moment. So mm. I'm hearing a lot about Souls like combat and stuff. Although for me personally, I'm I'm not a block kind of person. So I think I would find the fast place thing more fun and engaging for for me personally. It's there for you. Excellent. I mean, when I purchase a PS4, right? No, actually, I will have access one. Hopefully, shortly, my partner and I might be uh, moving in together. So then then I can play all these games. Um, The the economy is doing fantastic. High five. (laughs) I know, right? My God. then number three on your list is one that I'm not familiar with. So uh, perhaps you could just provide just a little overview of the Tomorrow mm. Children. What's Ooh, the that Tomorrow about? Children. The Tomorrow Children. If you haven't heard about this game, please hear about it. So this this is an old game. It came out came out as a bit like a social experiment. It was free to play years ago um, on the PS4. 
And it it is it is another weird, wacky, very unique game. Essentially, it's a city builder game. Um, city builder game slash like resource management. You go out, mine the rocks, come back, put it in your bank, and then build stuff with it. But it, it's like you you play as a little girl in a Russian society. It's all communist Russia style themed, and the world's ended, and all that's left is this big long gray void that goes on for miles. That's all you can see, and it's up to you to restore humanity by going out to these like big sculptures and like art pieces of like class, like the thinker is in it. Like you go out to a big sculpture, like, you know, 200 feet tall, the thinker and climb up it, use your ladders, your ropes, your umbrellas and stuff to get up there. And then you mine the rocks, bring it back. And you get these little dolls that you have to bring back to the city. And that's how you, the dolls, you put them in a machine and a little dude comes out. And that's the objective is to get all the little, little dudes back. It is very weird. But it, it only came out for a few months <laughs> in, years ago. It only came out for a few months, and then they took it off because it didn't do very well because it had this shady microtransaction. Oh, you know I remember you talking about this one. Yeah. You said the soundtrack was soundtrack the tomorrow children phoenix edition soundtracks on spotify is fantastic it's so cool chill it's a very chill game but it's out again it's come out phoenix edition it's back out again only a few months out now oh my god get it it is fantastic an experience like no other a bit like death stranding to be fair Amazing. I love it. Hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, number four on your list, and these aren't in any particular order. I'm just trying no, to mentally not. keep track of where we are in the list. Um, yeah. I have pretty much watched this series as a movie because I don't mm. have a PS4, but I understand the appeal of God of War and how amazing a lot of the cinematic um, cutscenes and references are. So I watched a lot of this actually cinematically through YouTube um, in like one of those, those cut together um, non-gameplay experiences because I get, I get the gameplay that it's going to be, you know, action adventure, hacky slashy sort of, you know, yeah. it's fine. Um, and I'm sure oh, it's very yeah. fun, but cinematically, yeah. like I feel like I can understand why this one's on the list because I have a big love for mythology and, um, you know, the old gods and things like that. Why did, did you yeah. choose it specifically? It's a goddamn classic. There ain't a person on the planet that ain't played video games that knows what God of War isn't. Like, I've played all the old ones when I was a kid. Um, PS2 all the way up. Uh, oh, I didn't play the PSP one. Um, Ascension, I think it was called. But uh, the the new one, God of War, now, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a far cry from how old God of War used to play. It's over-the-shoulder third person, whereas God of War used to be like a fixed camera angle, a bit like Resident Evil. Um, it wouldn't control nearly the same, but... A bit like a Devil May Cry, I should say, is a better uh, representation of what God of War was. But now, uh, it's over the shoulder. You, the, it is very much as you describe. It's hack and slash. You, you block, you parry. And the story's there, if you care about the story with Kratos. Because the story in the old games was damn good. Um, and it is damn good here as well. Waiting for that new one to come out, if it hasn't already. I'm not sure when it does come out, but... Uh, Ragnarok, I think, is coming out soon. Yeah, God of War is yeah. fantastic. Now, now God of really War good. is like is a pretty big franchise. Which title are you including as the one that, if people only have one game to play, which one are they playing? It's God of War three. Every time, every single time, it follows the old um, the old format of first game is knockout good, second game, uh, yeah, it's all right. Third game is the best in the series. Uh, like Devil May Cry on Amusha. A lot of games in that style follow that format where the third one tends to be the best one. Devil May Cry 3, right. Knockout, best one. On Amusha 3, best one. 
Gotcha. Um, so for the next one on your list, now I watch a lot of uh, James Stephanie Sterling. And when this game came out, he had, well, they had lots of positive things to say about Nayo. Um, and, mm. and what were your key takeaways about, because the art style is incredible. Yeah, Neo, um, it's a Souls game. It, it controls exactly the same way, all the same mechanics, uh, except it's feudal Japan type. Um, it reminds me a bit of The Last Samurai, where the American Tom Cruise guy is there with all the old Japanese samurais, and he kind of <laughs> learns to be that. Because you, you play as a dude called William from overseas, and he comes to Japan and finds out, oh my god, there's all these crazy demons rocking around, the yokai, you know. It is so good. It's got some really unique mechanics. Saying it's Souls-like kind of doesn't do it justice because it's really unique. It, it don't really play like Souls. Like, same control scheme, but uh, it, it's got some unique mechanics with going to the Dark World type halfway through a fight and it gets really hard and you can't heal. And there's uh, some mechanics surrounding that. Um, the second game is knockout good. The first game is very good, but the second one, you, you want to play the second one. You don't have to play the first to get the second. But um, really, really like... Oh my god, wacky crazy. Like if if you're into that Japanese thing, you, you play Neo. Especially if you want a hard game. It is it is very difficult. Very challenging. So are you would you recommend Neo 2 as if they yeah. only have the ability to play one, go straight for Neo yeah. 2? Neo Neo 2, yeah. It used to be an exclusive and then it later came out on PC. So it's more accessible nowadays. Which, you know, that's great. But have you played it on PC? Would you Say it's better on PC or on PlayStation? Oh, I haven't played it on PC, so I, I wouldn't know what the PC experience is like, but uh, it does play good on, on PS4. Awesome. Now, the next one on my list I have a personal hatred for, and already my eyelids are twitching at the mention of Ratchet & Clank, the game responsible for ending my, my childhood high school sweetheart relationship. Oh, um, no! It kept a man entertained for 12 hours to the point that he ignored and didn't say a single word to me when I got home from college. <laughs> oh no! You gotta tell that story one day. Um, Richard uh, Clay's crazy! I think I'm I, I think I'm the guy in that situation because I got home every day from school ratchet and clank let's go that's all I ever did I, I was the guy in that situation um not yeah. literally but yeah ratchet and clank huge part of my childhood it was uh, along with like Jack and Daxter Crash Bandicoot that style of game that was rocking around ratchet and clank's great and the remake's fantastic as well so the remake came out. Is this the remake of the like original what PS3 one? PS2 one? PS2. Which era was it? It was on PS2, I believe, Ratchet and Clank, old childhood right. game of mine. You, you play as a little creature. I don't, I don't know what animal he's supposed to be, I'll be honest. You play as a little yellow, like raccoon fox looking dude. I don't know, he's a little creature of the world. And you got a little robo pal. It's it, like you think Jack and Daxter, Crash Bandicoot, it's exactly like that. 3D adventure game type, do some platforming, do some, you know, silly gadgets and puzzles and stuff. It's great. It's fantastic. All ages. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. maybe when your high school girlfriend comes home from college, multiple hours away, you do more than say hi and then say nothing for 12 hours. I would say hi. that isn't a key to relationship success. <laughs> high, school, high school girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got ratchet and clink the blame. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Listen, Jesse, if you're listening, it's cool. We 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 long since made up over yeah. that, but. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Well, high, so high school girlfriend uh, are not words in my vocabulary, so don't worry about it. The, the, that, the, and the whole reason for that is this list, so don't you worry about it. So good. This is why we have a list. <laughs> Think I got time for that? Look at this list. I got a, a blaze through. No, he's got time for that. Um, then the last game that we're going to cover on this part of the episode is Ghosts of Tsushima. Now, our regular mm. host, Stacy will say that this game absolutely absorbed all of his free time uh, very early days when it came out, especially even the side quests, which he found just as engaging and intuitive and as natural as the, the main parts of the story uh, because of the creative use of wind and visual yeah. effects and musical cues and things that was quite atmospheric. Why have you put Ghost of Tsushima on this list? For that exact reason. Now, I'm, I'm not a huge advocate for 3D adventure games because they are goddamn everywhere. Like, that we went through a phase of only having 3D adventure games from AAA studios. There was Horizon Zero Dawn, there was Batman Arkham Asylum, we got the Spider-Man game, we got all, all these 3D adventure games were coming out. And then we had Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. It's another 3D adventure game. But then they put it on at E3. They had the nice man playing the flute, and I thought, okay, all right. The, the Shakuhachi, sorry. I thought, all right, fair enough. Uh, let's, let's see what it's like. And I got it. And my god, if if you're into that that weeaboo anime Japanese vibe, you've got to play Ghost of Tsushima. It is, it is so, like, there's not really much UI. There's not really many menus or, like, press this button to continue. It's all very, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you're... Uh, involved in something uh oh god it's an immersive thank you it it is very immersive everything is like fluid and streamlined and immersive and designed to not take you out of it the music the atmosphere you can pet the fox it's all like that i'm a big fan of that very yeah we went on for like quite a long time about this game and how it Mm. felt quite fresh um that you know it it was doing things a bit differently uh incorporating even things like just finding your waypoint incorporating that in a way that felt less hacky and more natural to the environment i wouldn't put it in the category of it's a 3d adventure game it's an it's an art game like that game's a piece of art that you, that you sit and enjoy for a bit for the time that you put it on. It's great. Very finesse. Game. I love that. Mm. That's so good. Um, so out of this list and I'll just quickly go through it again for the people who are just listening. Um, so we have death stranding, bloodborne, the tomorrow children, God of War three, Nio two ratchet and clank, the remake and ghosts of Tsushima. Now out of this list, if someone only has time to play one of these games, where would you say absolutely must play this as an example of what the PS4 can do? Death Stranding, without a doubt. Not even any hesitation. <clears throat> Very close to Bloodborne, although this is just me personally on my opinion. Um, 
very close next to Bloodborne, but in terms of accessibility for anyone to play, it's got to be Death Stranding. Got to back up my boy Hideo Kojima. He's been through a hard time with Konami, but you know what? It's coming out with stuff like Death Stranding. It's got a new project on the horizon. Nobody knows what it is, obviously. Man of mystery that he is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Death Stranding, without a doubt. The classic Hideo Kojima vibes. <laughs> that, guy, that guy is on another level. He's from the moon, I swear. It's so good. And if I'm not mistaken, many of these can now be played on the PS5. If you're lucky enough to have one yeah. um, and and you may see even more performance. The reason why we're listing the best PS4 games of all time is because we pretty much wrapped up that generation. So we can mm-hmm. take a really good retrospective look. But you would probably want to play these on the best hardware available if you have access to it um, yeah. in order to have the best experience. Okay. But that is a perfect place, I think, to pause this episode. And we'll pick this up uh, next week with the rest of your list. I do want to thank you for explaining all these games because I don't have the benefit of having played them myself. So it's very, mm. very valuable. Um, yeah. We have taken notes during the course of this episode and they'll be posted on our site templeofgeek.com if you want to add to the discussion or reach out with questions sound off in the comments or email us via retrorebel at templeofgeek.com also let us know what you think about the new condensed format um, if you like what you hear head over to wherever you down your podcasts and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released and rate our show because that really helps us a lot but until mm-hmm. the next time we will see you later take care bye bye